Thank you for listening to the Cannabis Business Commuter Edition. These are your stories for Wednesday, July the 17th, 2019. Cannabis firm ArcView gets $7.7 in funding and some new ownership. Uh, when we say funding, what we really mean is there was a takeover. Dallas-based marijuana investment firm Cresco Capital Partners and one other private equity group are taking control in the ArcView Group and MJ Investment Company in Oakland, California. Now, ArcView is essentially a firm where more than 600 accredited investors are invited to invest in companies that apply to present to the Oakland firm staff, and then they go through a rigorous vetting process. ArcView essentially vets those out and sends them to investors. Cresco managing partner Matt Hawkins told Marijuana Business Daily that, quote, this is more of an acquisition than an investment, end quote. The $7.7 million funding, he said, includes purchasing stock in the privately owned ArcView, as well as capital to grow the company. Jerry Stone, a top executive at Trivergence, is the new executive chair of ArcView's board of directors, which has invested over $1.5 billion of institutional equity capital since 2006, and also marks Trivergence's first investment in the cannabis industry. As far as what ArcView had to say about the whole thing, Troy Dayton, the CEO, said, quote, they're coming in to take it to the next level and having their support and help is going to make a huge difference in the future. He went on to say, I'm a good enough CEO to have gotten us to this point, but I'm also confident enough to say I'm not the right person to take us to a $200 million company. For that, we need to bring in the big guns. And I guess that's where Cresco Capital comes in. So essentially for $7.7 million, which is listed as Series A funding, uh, they get to buy the company. And as such, they get the investor list of about 600 accredited investors, as well as the applicants, which, when you look into it, might be a pretty good deal here. And the fact that it's Trivergence's first investment in the cannabis industry, these are all pretty promising things. The marijuana technology firm behind iHeartGene.com raised $21 million in Series B funding. Now, they're the company behind the very first cannabis e-commerce marketplace, and they're expanding to keep up with global demand for retail cannabis products sold online. In their press release, they go on to say the funds will enable Jane to continue to advance its e-commerce platform of more than 150,000 products with real-time integration into point-of-sale systems. Now, in October of 2018, Jane announced they got $6 million in Series A funding, which enabled the tech company to grow its analytics while providing customers an optimized shopping experience. And the company is currently in partnership with more than 700 stores across 21 states. Now, I'm not going to read you the whole Puff Piece newsletter. All you need to know is the technology firm behind iHeartJane.com, Jane Technologies Incorporated, raised $21 more million. On top of the $6 million they got in Series A funding in October of 2018. So it seems like each day we do the show, we're hearing about new investments, Series A funding, new mergers, new acquisitions. It just goes to show that this isn't the wild, wild west anymore. Everything's getting organized, regulated, and companies are starting to take notice. Cannabis stocks rally yesterday after the FDA says it will speed up effort to create rules for CBD. Amy Abernathy, the chief information officer, said in a series of tweets sent on Friday that the agency is, quote, expediting its work to address the many concerns about CBD. This is an important national issue with public health impact and an important topic for American hemp farmers and many other stakeholders. The FDA is still working its way through the public comments posted after more than 100 speakers presented at the May 31st public hearing on the subject. CBD is widely held to have wellness properties and help treat a range of complaints from pain management to inflammation to anxiety, but the FDA cannot allow companies to add it to food and beverages because it's the main ingredient in the only FDA cannabis-approved drug, GW Pharmaceuticals PLC's Epidiolex, a treatment for severe childhood epilepsy. And... That makes it a drug in the FDA's eyes, which means it requires research and trials to determine its efficacy and safety. But with a lot of companies anxious to launch their new products, the FDA has come under pressure to devise rules sooner rather than later. Clinical trials typically take seven years to complete, and companies are saying, we don't want to wait that long. 
A key U.S. Senate panel will meet next week to consider steps that could make it easier for marijuana companies to obtain banking services, a move that could pave the way for crucial marijuana reform. The July 23rd Senate Banking Committee hearing, which caught industry officials by surprise, includes Senators Jeff Merkley, an Oregon Democrat, and Gary Gardner, a Republican from Colorado. Both are backing the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act. That bill would enable financial institutions to serve state-authorized marijuana businesses without fear of federal punishment. Lawmakers have become interested in the issue in part because of the public safety concerns of the largely cash-only cannabis industry. In May, the chair of the committee, an Idaho Republican, indicated he might refuse to give the topic a hearing, which made the announcement of the hearing unexpected. The cannabis banking bill currently has 206 co-sponsors in the House and 31 in the Senate. The House version of the Safe Banking Act was expected to be voted on by the full chamber by now, but that action has been delayed. So we'll keep you up to date on this. Again, on July the 23rd, the Senate Banking Committee is going to have a hearing to see if people in the marijuana industry can actually use a bank. You know, it's funny. Our last story, we talked about Series A funding for a company that's getting $21 million, but they're probably scared to put it in a bank. So I really hope this act passes. On to state's news, Sonoma County authorities in California have seized 9,000 plants in an illegal cannabis operation. Just goes to show that even if you're in a legal legal recreational state, you still need to have all your ducks in a row legally. The bus was part of a countywide crackdown of illegal cannabis grows, which has resulted in 863 sites being closed over the last two years. The area is zoned for agriculture and residential district, which prohibits commercial cannabis cultivation. Nearly two years ago, the property owner received violation notices for unpermitted greenhouses, cargo containers, and cannabis cultivation. Inspectors conducted a visit at the site in February 2018 and found no evidence of cultivation at that time. The visit on Friday was a follow-up to that inspection. In addition to the 9,000 plants, inspectors discovered a hash oil lab on the property, which, if you're following these cases at all in California, you're probably going to face a pretty strong additional charge, uh, Schedule 1, controlled narcotics, in addition because of the hash oil. Uh, having worked in California and lived in California for a very long time, a lot of times you see cases like this where the charges get extrapolated because of the hash oil. So if you're in California, please, 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 I beg of you, call a lawyer, get your ducks in a row. 235,000 Michigan residents could have marijuana record cleared under a new bill that's going to be introduced this week by Senator Jeff Irwin of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The bill would allow roughly 235,000 people to have their misdemeanor records for marijuana use and possession automatically expunged without having to go through the courts. In regards to the bill, Senator Irwin said, quote, We would go in through the Michigan State Police's database and make changes to records electronically, administratively, without having to go through all the time and expense of going through the courts. This is so important to a large number of people in Michigan who, when they're applying for jobs or student loans, they're put in a position where the record can affect their future, end quote. Michigan bill is similar to action taken in California to clear low-level marijuana crimes after voters approved legalizing marijuana for recreational use. In Illinois, the legislature passed the bill earlier this year that, in part, will provide an automatic gubernatorial pardon of possession of less than 30 grams or less of marijuana. Now it sounds like Michigan is trying to get on board with the program. Association spokesman Josh Hovey said having a marijuana arrest on your record can impact your ability to get a job or even a student loan. This legislation will give back economic opportunities to people who are engaging in what is now a legal activity. The bill also includes an avenue for people with more serious marijuana crimes to apply through the courts to have their record expunged. Irwin said, quote, If you're one of the 25,000 people who have a more serious related cannabis crime, there would be more opportunity to sink at expungement. This bill would say you can seek even if you have more than one conviction. So obviously, as a uh, pro-cannabis podcast, we think this is great news. 235,000 people could have this expunged from their record and have opportunities to get jobs or go to school that they wouldn't have before because they got caught with the joint eight years ago. So really Really excited about this. It's going to be introduced this week. Hopefully it gets pushed through pretty quick and all those people can get their lives back on track. Good on you, Michigan. And good for you, Senator Jeff Irwin. 
In our last story today, patient enrollment in New Mexico's medical marijuana program has increased by nearly 10% since the start of last year. Medical marijuana provider Ultra Health highlighted growth in the market for medical cannabis as the state overhauls cultivation limits in a statement. The Department of Health says the number of active patients increased to 74,100 at the end of June. And that represents a 1% increase over May enrollment and had a 35% expansion since June of 2018. New Mexico's medical marijuana industry is expressing mixed opinions about a proposal to limit production to 1,750 pounds per producer. How do you get that number, by the way, anyway? And whether it helps ensure adequate supplies to patients. New Mexico does prohibit recreational marijuana, but they did just add some qualifying conditions for medical cannabis prescriptions, including opioid use disorder, Alzheimer's disease, and autism spectrum disorder. Thank you again for listening to the Canon Business Podcast Daily Edition. If you want to support the show, uh, please just like, rate, subscribe on the platform of your choice. Uh, still waiting on iTunes approval. That should just about be ready. Uh, so iTunes, Stitcher, Google, just like, subscribe. Check out our website if you want links to any of the stories we discussed, canonbusinesspodcast.com. Thanks again. We'll talk to you tomorrow.